episode of the podcast season but it's the third episode of do we suck that is what are we're we doing tonight are, are we, we bad doing? do we suck do we get exposed cowboys are coming off of like their very high high of beating the eagles tremendously and Go into Buffalo and just get their ass kicked in the most complete way possible. 31 to 10. Game is a very liberal use of a a word there, in in my opinion. I mean, could not be further from competitive in this one. I think that, that, that hits the nail on the head. Like competitiveness. It's just, man, we've, we've had a few of these in the McCarthy era, maybe even the Garrett era where, and I, I'm sure every team does, but just with Dallas, if we're just focusing on us where and I we just have these games where it just when you show up, you can almost tell instantly like, oh, we're just like nobody's gonna do their job today. Like it's just gonna be a complete across the board, no show, dumb penalties, can't move the ball, can't stop anybody, just one of those games where you just completely and utterly no show. Yeah, and then like that tends to like stack up with getting the just the worst fucking series of whether it's luck or boneheaded lack of discipline. But like these are always the games where we have like or and and it is luck on the like you know they fumble the ball and just no one sees it. They don't see it. The refs don't see it. Our sideline doesn't see it. It's like yeah, that was a strange one. And they're showing the replay and they're like, oh yeah, he fully fumbled the ball. That was a turnover. (laughs) And they just score a touchdown. Like the first three scoring drives the Bills had. So like fully 70% of their points are third down. Josh Allen throws the ball out of the back of the end zone. They're going to get a field goal, roughing the passer. They score. We get them off the field on fourth down. They punt. We rough the kicker, which that one was insane because Sam Williams seemed to do the only thing he could do to not block that punt it was like he dodged the ball to that was that was incredible he was he was there so early it seemed like right like he he almost stood in front of him and put a hand up in the face like bizarre it was he dodged and jumped sideways so the ball would go around him and he could destroy the punter I do think it was weird that they called that roughing and not running into because he obviously like once he's in the air he can't like do a lot to get out of the way, but regardless, insane. And then the, the, tur- the, the fumble that just no one saw until three plays later. That's crazy. Like, oh, man. A fumble, just to be fair. I was shocked when they showed the replay. Yeah. Diggs didn't even react much to it. So I don't even know if he, like, he oh, either yeah. was just playing yeah. it cool or just nobody <laughs> knew. That's like that only happens to us. You know what I mean? Like I swear I never, I've never been watching a Cowboys game where like oh yeah wow we fumbled the ball and got away with it like that has never occurred it was just one of those and everyone's drop we had fucking 50 drops it's just a nightmare dude just everything went bad from beginning to end very from the very beginning it was obvious they were going to run the ball which should have been i mean obvious from monday cuz it's raining it's cold this is bills in december and 
our linebackers looked so unprepared for this game. If, like I can't remember what down, I can't remember what play it was specifically. But there was one where Marquise Bell had Cooks at the line of scrimmage, and I was like, okay, cool, he's gonna make a, a tackle here. He takes this horrible angle and just kind of throws his shoulder at his feet, and Cooks just kind of like keeps running in a straight line and gets like 15 more yards. I was like, dear God, man, like. That is really rough to watch, dude. Really fucking rough. Um, yeah, God, dude. There's like no, there are no good parts to this game. There's no good, there's no bright spot. Um, if I told you guys that Josh Allen was going to ha- go 7 for 15 for 94 yards, what would you predict the final score would be? It, like if I told you that was his stat lines. 38 to 3. Yeah, I mean, I guess what and and again, a lot of shit went bad for us. Zach Martin got hurt, and the offensive line yeah. turned into complete dog shit. I mean, you know, Dak took it only only three sacks on the score sheet, but like he was throwing the ball out of bounds. Where we had no one open, like on seventy percent of passing dropbacks, it was fucking insane. Obviously, our run offense has never been something to write home about, but it wasn't going to get us out of this one. Um, I was, I guess, the thing I was most disappointed in because, like, going into it, when I saw that it was like pouring rain and it's in the forties, I was like, okay, you're not going to be able to go out there and run this like pass heavy, like what the Cowboys usually do. That works best on dry, fast turf. Like that's not going to work well here. Your defense is going to have to like really carry its weight here. And from minute one, they were just not even there. Like, again, a, a lot of this is like we're missing Hankins, and we missed Leighton Vanderish so badly on Sunday night, it was kind of startling. Like, we just do not have a true run, like a thumper at linebacker. Our linebackers are decent in kind of the intermediate coverage game and they do gang tackle well when other guys can hold a running back up but open field tackling is just really not their strong suit which is surprising given that they're safeties like converted safeties but they don't have the size to take on a back in the hole um they just got abused all fucking day we need to put michael parsons back in at linebacker for more reps no but i think i think i would I would say that I thought the recipe for Dallas, like if Dallas was a cook, I thought they had a lot of different recipes, right, in their their arsenal that they could whip out at any time. So basically I, I thought they could win in a lot of different ways. And I'm beginning – I think if I have any fear from this game, I don't know if I'm as downtrodden as you two because I think you can, you can wave away some of this shit. Like, all right, we're coming off our biggest win of the season against a division rival. We're going to a tough place to play road game where we haven't been great at Rome against a home team that's been pretty good at home. Or, I mean, a Buffalo team's been pretty good at home. Bad weather. No, no. Right, bad, and in bad weather, windy stuff. Half your team has reported, like, stomach bug issues through the week. So you can hand wave a lot of it, but the stuff you can't hand wave, you know, go back to your linebacker question, was that they just, like, it, if you look at team stats, they had, they had 65 uh, plays. 49 of them were rushes. That is embarrassing at the NFL level. Like when a team just basically says, hey, man, we're just going to run the same thing at you because we don't think you can stop you or we don't think you can stop us. That's 
where I have a problem. Like, if we lose a 31-10 to 10 game and it doesn't look great, like, that shit happens. But for a team to basically just say, hey, you don't have this in your recipe book. Like, you don't, you don't know how to play this style of game, and we do. So we're just going to, hey, it's rainy weather. We're going to play too high safety. You're going to play too high safety. And we're just going to take five, six, seven, eight yards at a time. And eventually you guys are going to, you know, your offense isn't built that way and your defense isn't built to stop that. And that's, that's you know, I, I wouldn't say it's a blueprint, but that's where I get the concern where Dallas can't play this style of game against a team that wants to just straight bully ball you. And it's tough to get that way because you got to get a lead on Dallas. But when you do, this defense, which, again, to Andy's point earlier, if you're going to win this game, this offense has been on fire. Dak's been on fire. I can forgive the passing game for not playing 10 exceptional weeks in a row. I, for, I can forgive the passing game for having an off day. What I'm surprised about is that we're this late in the season and this defense couldn't equally step up to the task and make life hard for the Bills because they were pretty no-show. So a long-winded way of answering your question is, Zach, I don't, I don't think the solution is to move Micah out because I, I think then – they weren't getting a ton of sacks anyway, but I definitely think they need some sort of – there's too many instances of this exact style of game playing out in our bad losses where they just have to learn how to get off – like they're meant to play from third and long. This defense, if you can play third and long, they have an opportunistic ball-hawking defense on the back end, and they have a pass rush that can make life hard for – quarterbacks but if you play third and short against dallas like i i don't have a lot of faith in 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 them no, in those spots. especially not with especially with hankins not in there um dq is just kind of immune from criticism criticism in our organization and i understand why he took the worst de- defense in the history of the organization and turned it into like at least a strength at this point like, yeah I mean, I, they're still good um, it's just they yeah i Again, we were talking about them being an elite top five defense yeah, in the year. Yeah, and they're not that because they don't. And they have, have too many holes. Yeah, they have too many. Would you would you agree with that, Zach? Like, oh, what would you I've agree with that, Zach? Or run defense for a while. Like I've been saying, we have not had a good run D. I didn't know it was this bad, but that's always been how we lose. Is just if they run on us and we don't have a lead. Like that's yeah, look at that the, is the blue. The Cardinals did the same thing, and the Cardinals suck, but they did the same thing. Like, even the Eagles did it on us. Like, if we can't stop the run and we don't have a lead, that's kind of the game for us. That's what I mean going back to my poor cooking analogy. Like, I thought we had more recipes in the book than this, but it feels like – like, I always felt like the, the turnovers were an ingredient, right? Like, we didn't need it. We could we could bring them out when, when the style fit us. And now I think this defense is really relying on taking the ball away or they're just not that good. Like, if you play a – and this is a turnover team, and, and Josh Allen basically, I guess to his credit or Buffalo's credit or whatever, looked at the weather and just kind of said, all right, I mean, we'll just keep doing this, and if you guys stop it, maybe we'll change. And they just – we didn't have that. We didn't have that in the book. Yeah, and I – you know, I would love to – I would love to play this game on – on in better conditions or with Hankins. Or we're a turf. Maybe we're a turf team. Yeah, like maybe because, the same thing again, people criticize Miami for. It's very difficult to play the style that Buffalo played when the other team can can keep up with you, which we could not do. Um, but yeah, it's super concerning because you're you you run the risk of seeing that kind of game in the playoffs. Like you just you, it's going to be January. You're going to run the risk of a bad weather game outside, and you're fucked. Um, 
two. The offense was also super concerning though because they. I it worries me when, like, multiple times. I mean, obviously, there's nothing you do when Zach Martin gets hurt. Like, there's no such thing as this. You know, them putting in Bass and he equals Zach Martin. That just isn't going to happen. You're and for the record, I the I heard he has a chance to play this week, but I'm yeah, probably going to be fifty fifty. So we'll see. But and so I'm I'm not like I'm not surprised that like there's more pressure up the middle. That said. The fact that we don't seem to like, like we, it's classic Cowboys. We don't adjust well. And so when Zach goes out, Dak's scrambling out away from this pressure and there's zero open passing opportunities downfield. Multiple times, Dak's having to take the ball himself and he's getting headhunted along the sidelines. It's just, you're, you're rolling the dice there every time that nothing bad's going to happen. That, I mean, on the, on the first drive, it fucked us like completely. Like we were on, we're in a third and, and, you know, long, I guess, third and six, nobody gets open. Dak does make the hero play. He gets a 13 yard scramble despite no one getting open. He gets hit helmet to helmet. And yet we have, you know, something shitty that turns up and we end up getting nothing for it. And it kills the drive. Like it's just, it sucks, dude. Like the offense seems to only operate really well under perfect conditions. And that was kind of like the big beef of the Jason Garrett era. There was also the, it reminds me of uh, the Peyton Manning Colts used to get this. They would, they were a dome team. They would kick ass all regular season in the two thousands. And the reason they had a lot of trouble with the Patriots or Patriots did better is the Patriots played outdoors in Foxborough and they were really fucking good in those ugly wintry games. And the Colts got criticized where if, Hey, you're not playing in, the dome in perfect conditions can you does your offense show you know and i think that's a real question i mean i i give the offense like i said a little more leniency strictly because of weather and strictly because they've been playing really good football for basically since the niner game so we're going on two and a half months this is the first egg they've laid in two and a half months so that's kind of due like you're not going to play 16 17 games of good offense it sucks at the timing it sucks that we could Again, Cowboys naysayers can say, yeah, but this is just who they are. Like, if you hate the Cowboys, this game is your perfect. This is who they are. They're frauds. This is what Dak does. He turned back to a pump. Like, all the criticism, like, oh, they laid an egg in a big spot. But I don't know. My counter, at least on the offensive side, is that they they have seen to play really good football, but they're, they're completely built on an elite passing offense with complementary run game. And if that elite passing offense is affected – you lose a Zach Martin, and then the flip side, they just never had the fucking ball. I mean, they went three and out. They really didn't. Three of their first really drives, really and the, they were down 21-3, and we had one decent possession. And I know some of that is like, you know, yeah, you guys punted. I get that. But it wasn't like they had a ton of, oh, man, they just can't hold. Like, they just never had the fucking ball in this game. Dude, and, well, and again, like on both sides of the ball – and I'm not – this isn't me saying like, oh, the refs are crooked or that like, – it was just like <laughs> – It might be. No, just kidding. No, I'm, all I'm saying is that the the flags or like the bad situations came at just the worst possible time. So like on your first drive, third and four, Josh Allen throws the ball out of the back of the end zone. You're going to get you're gonna get away with six there, okay? You, you let them drive the whole field. You have a really good goal line stand, and you get the roughing the passer. They get first and goal at the Dallas three. Like that sucks yep. ass. Okay. Then you get the ball back. We have the Dak 
scramble that would have. So that was uh, Dak did the scramble from the Dallas twenty nine. He got thirteen yards. That gets you to the Dallas like forty two. He gets another fifteen. So you're talking about the Buffalo like almost the Buffalo forty after the penalty, and he hits CD for a fifteen yard pass right after that. So you're talking about like field goal range immediately there. Instead, you end up punting from your own forty four, which sucks. That was terrible okay. timing. Yeah. You, then you do get a three and out on the next one. Uh, the very next drive for Dallas is when Zach Martin gets hurt. So you're instantly like thrown into total chaos. They get the ball. Okay. Fourth and eight, you get them off the field. You rough the punter. All right. So again, just like the worst possible outcome so far. So now it's 14 to zero. You get the ball. All right. You get second and one at the Buffalo 11. And Pollard gets blasted in the backfield because the backup for Martin gets absolutely toasted like a turnstile. And Pollard gets blown up in the backfield for a three-yard loss after a nine-yard gain and a seven-yard gain back-to-back. So he's like running pretty well on this drive. And what can you do there? Uh, So that fucking sucks ass. You, You end up settling for a field goal. On the next one, second and 19 of the Buffalo 38, does the curse play? They go, they go incomplete, and curse gets the unnecessary roughness here. So you would have been third and nineteen, instead first and ten. So just every time there was like a big moment, we managed to like sprinkle some fucking shitty on top of it. Um, it just kept I- happening over and over again. It never stopped the entire game, and by the second half, it just seemed like it didn't even matter. Like I agree with that. The first the game was over at halftime. I. I do want to ask a Zach question here to kind of – you mentioned about Micah moving on, on linebackers. Something – the linebackers had a bad game, but Lee Hooker was also out in this game. And, gosh, I know we really like him, me and Andy have stand him. But, dude, Jalen Curse is having a bad season and – or at least just hasn't been as good as his previous ones. And, dude, no, I can't bad. stand – I can't stand Donovan Wilson on the field anymore. Like I, I know a lot of Cowboy fans love him. I, I don't know the last time he made a play. No, like, I'm, no, don't bring this up. We also our safeties are just can't tackle, and they're they had a bad game. They're being in wrong positions. I, our safeties have not been great this season, and they were. J. Ron was so good the last two years, but man, he's every time I yeah. see him pop on the screen, it's usually like a negative. And dude, I, I can't. I, I'm being serious. I don't remember last time Donovan Wilson made a Dono's good play. On, Dono's on Jordan Lewis status where he came back from an injury and where he's lucky to even be, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. It'd be funny. No, it's like, he no. literally is just like, he's, he's just not the same player at all. Donovan Wilson was a fucking thumper before he got hurt and he got seriously injured. He came back and he is just like two or three steps slower. He's not, a starting quality NFL safety anymore. It's a position the Cowboys have literally never paid any attention to. They have never once drafted a safety in the first like four or five rounds. They have the the most attention they've ever given to safety was when they made Byron Jones into a safety for a while, which like wasn't that all that great in, in the end. Um, well, they got a lot yeah, out of this three-headed. We liked they when they re-signed Malik. And Malik- I don't hate Malik Hooker at all. Like, I think he's no. probably your best safety at this point, which is a bad – I mean, and that's not a great thing to say. Like, he's not tremendous. Um, but compared to what you're getting out of Donovan Wilson, who, again, I don't think needs to be on the field, and um, J. Ron Curse, who 
Curses, he's still an opportunistic player. He's still definitely a vocal leader on this defense, and I love the energy that he He's plays. the attitude guy, too, that you need. Him, yeah, and, sure. him and Tank are your attitude, like, hey, we set the tone type guys. But, but man, it, it feels, and I tell me, tell me if y'all think this is wrong. It feels like this defense, the way that they play, is always going to be, like, highly susceptible to the wrong ref crew. Like, they always play highly physical and, like, right on the edge. And if a ref decides, like, oh, hitting the quarterback like that is a penalty and, oh, touching a guy like that is a penalty, like, they're going to get 10. Like, it's either 0 or 10 with them because it's, like, some refs, their penalty, you know, their penalty, uh, like, zone is here. And some guys, it's, like, one notch back. And when they catch those crews... They can do nothing. I mean, we saw this in every one of our big blowout losses this year and the Cardinals game. It just Except seems like they for are the Niners, where they just sucked. Yeah, but. they didn't. They, they didn't need to be. They weren't even in the same class as that team at the time. But um, yeah, man, this was just super, super disheartening. Um, can I do and, a quick thing? I know PFF's not our favorite, and we certainly take. I've taken umbrage with some of their grades, but real quick, I looked up J. Ron Curse's grades, twenty twenty one. Very good season, 76.8. 2022, 70.2. 2023, 47.3 this year. Um, I believe it, dude. And quickly, Donovan Wilson's actually graded a little bit better. I don't I don't know by what reason for their their but Donovan Wilson is a sixty something this season, sixty-two point five. But again, last year he was a seventy, and then twenty twenty-one he was also about Malik Hooker kind of is actually safety. a top 10 overall safety in the NFL. He's a PFF guy. Last year, he was number one for a long time. So, And you didn't have him, and you didn't have Hankins, and maybe maybe that helps your run game. But I think someone pointed at this out, too. You know, not only for me is it safety play, but when they had, like, their two tight end package in, the Bills, that is, had their two tight end package in, Someone compared like the average weight on the field for the Bills versus the average weight for the Cowboys out there, and there's basically like a 30, 40 pound player difference. Yeah, like, dude. Our, I mean, our linebackers are small because they're not really linebackers, right? Like, and Mike is small for a D end. I mean, he's not. For sure. For he's sure. not Miles Garrett size, for sure. And now, I will say this, and I know I say this every fucking game. Dude, it is so fucking frustrating. If you just watch Micah play, if you focus on Micah. The rules for Micah are just different, and it's very fucking frustrating because he gets held on sixty percent of snaps, and they just don't call it. Like it just—it's surprising how little he gets held. He gets called. Like I, I get it. You, you can't call it every time. Micah should be getting at least one holding flag a game. Like they should just be like, "This is your representative holding flag for all the ones." Like pick one, but like. Dude, it is – I mean, at this point, guys know they can do it. He, they put him in a fucking headlock half the time in front of the ref and nothing happens because it's like, oh, it's Micah Parsons. He's a beast. He'll be fine. It reminds me of like when Cam Newton would just get like murdered out of the frame and they'd be yeah. like, well, he's big, so <laughs> it's chill. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, this looking at it, I do kind of think you hit kind of a perfect storm. You have no Malik Hooker, who is easily your best run defending safety. No Jonathan Hankins, which – is your best run defender. Maybe him and Tank are like tied, but like Jonathan Hankins, that's his his. But he's the only big body. He's the only real big body. So no hooker, no Hankins in front of him. He's thick with two Cs, Zach. And all those things together just seem to hit us at the fucking perfect time. Um, No one played a game I'd write home about. 
I think this is a game where last year I think we would have seen Dak turn the ball over like three times and we only got the one pick. I wasn't tremendously horrified by Dak's play. It wasn't great, but no one was fucking open. Um, he didn't play well, but it was a bad game. I mean, he did have uh, – I heard this uh, – Bob Stern pointed this out. I was listening to some post game. He got credited with four turnover-worthy plays, which is the first time he's had that since 2020. So by that account, but at that point, I mean, when you're down 28 to th- like three, you know, I, I usually give late game interceptions at the point he threw that interception. I mean, this shit was over. We were down 31 to three. So I don't know if you're going to put it up for grabs, then then you're going to put it up for grabs. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, man, we are, it was a weird game. Yeah. I don't know. I, it was, and, and that's the only reason I think I'm not as downtrodden as you Two for two reasons. One, and I know Zach differed from me because we we hung out on Thursday watching uh, your favorite team, Andy, the Chargers, get absolutely uh, mollywhopped on uh, national TV. Um, but while we were watching that game, you know, we we're just kind of talking about the schedule and you know seating and stuff. And Zach definitely thought we were going to go four and zero. I always thought it was going to be a tough ass looking from Philly on, like those to go five and zero to end the season. Like there's just too oh, many after big last teams. Last week, I definitely did think we could go four and zero. I think we got a little hyped. We're, we recorded this pod. We recorded the pod on Monday, literally after like the biggest victory of the season. We were probably and we kicked ass in it. So I think all of us were through the roof. But the more and more this game approached, and the more. Like that line just never moved. I was like, "That's a weird game where underdogs the just stacked okay. up against us." Yeah. Man, as soon as it was like it's pouring rain, you're missing all these guys. Half the team's fucking sick. Well, and and like, Dak couldn't even do the here we go. They had to do silent cadence, and I don't know if yeah. you know that's a little tiny all thing that maybe tiny different. things, man. Yeah. So ultimately, I'm I'm not like uh, I'm not panicking. Um, I do think. You're unlikely, based on the teams that we have in front of us in the playoffs, you're unlikely to have to play that game again. And you're not going to play a Super Bowl like that if you do get that far. So The only team that can as, probably do that to us again would be San Fran. They can do that to everyone. So Exactly. Well, and again, you're probably not going to play a cold rain game against San, San Fran. Fran. Yeah. That's probably not what you're going to end up seeing. So... The Cowboys are currently third in the league in dropped passes. Uh, they had five more uh, <laughs> in that game, which in a rain game you expect guys not to be as sure-handed. Um, but, man, for how high-powered and high-octane this offense has been until this week, I would love to see what this team looks like if they had the Bears' number of drops. The Eagles actually have half the number of drops the Cowboys have. Like They don't throw a lot just, either, but yeah. Yeah. And AJ and Devonta are objectively pretty fucking Very sick. Sure so. And we also have to factor in that, like, of those 31 drops, like, what, like, eight or nine are or just, schooned. Schooned, just schooned by himself. Dude, honestly, like, I'm not bullshitting. This would have been a good schoon game is, like, to run the two tight end set with him and Ferg, who are supposed to be good blockers. Like, this could have been your game where Pollard is the guy you lean on. And, it, you know, we it didn't work out that way, but... I. I would have liked to seen a different approach, I guess, there. So Well, it's gonna be interesting. They've they've secured a playoff spot. They are gonna go play in the playoffs. Yeah. They did for the hey uh quick trivia. Do you know the last time the Cowboys made three straight playoff uh made the playoffs in three straight seasons? Jesus. Um 
Do you think they did it at any point in the Garrett era? I'll ask that. Oof. No, they didn't because I was going to say like the peak of Dez and Roma, but they didn't because 15, Roma gets hurt and they were ass in 12. It's been since the 1990s. I think 97 wow. was the last That's time. That's the weird thing about McCarthy, man, is like, say what you will, dude, but like the guy does like figure it out. Like last year he was missing Dak for five games and he had a pretty like limited version of Dak. They won 12 games. Like he won a playoff game handily. Like the, the, the thing that sucks for all involved is that the standards are just different. Like that guy that I know that's the huge Chargers fan, he's talking all Dude, this they would kill for this like, season. Chargers fans would kill for this season. Being like, you guys are going to go to the divisional round and lose. I was like, that could very well happen and we will be sad about it. It would literally be the best season you've had in 10 years. <laughs> you, would, you would literally Dude, talk unlimited shit. How much hype would Justin league. Herbert be getting if they were 10 and 4 right now? Like oh, that guy would be on dude, everywhere. They would be they would be literally talking about him like is he already a hall of famer? <laughs> like dude, he gets credit when they lose. They're like imagine how much worse this would have been if you had <laughs> Justin Herbert. Like it's insane how that dumpster fire of an organization gets. And I mean again, I don't want to be this guy who just beats up on this team, but like they've never been good. Like they're no. they're a flashy Browns, dude. Like what would Washington do? Had, like if the Washington was so 10 and 4? Oh yeah. They've they've had some of the most loaded teams in history and done nothing. Like that those LT Philip Rivers teams that were like stacked out number one offense, number one defense, didn't even win playoff games, dude. Like they are the Cowboys dialed up to eleven, and they've been a team for exactly as long as us. They were a team one year after us, and they have zero rings. We have five. Like it's not comparable. But Herbert might be another Rivers, honestly. That is exactly what I think he is. I think he is like a very good, but but snap people want him to be higher than yeah, yeah. Well, and just like I'm not saying he he is nervous really, is good, really yeah, talented. Yeah. Uh, it's just that when dude every year that every single game this year when it's like down by five, two minutes left, ball in Herbert's hands, I literally start texting him. <laughs> gamble. Like if it was anybody else, I'd be worried, but I'm like. Because everybody gets lucky. Like, Hertz gets lucky. All of us get lucky. Dude, we're fucking like, you know Drew Locke just went 92 yards yeah, in two exactly. minutes last night. And I'm just like, you know how this ends, right? Like, you know he's just going to, like, throw it into the back of his teammate's helmet or throw a pick trying to get it. Quinn Johnson's going to drop a perfect 60-yarder. Yeah. yeah. So what really makes, like, salt in the wound on this, and actually it's good and bad, but, like, if the Cowboys had even just managed to look like shit and beat the Bills, the division's ours. Like yeah. the Eagles ended up dropping a game to the Seattle Seahawks. So the divi- the division could still conceivably be ours if we manage to somehow like if the if the Eagles do end up getting Tommy DeVitoed, like but we, we gotta win and right now that's all up in the air. Like last week everyone's like, This is the team of destiny, the Cowboys are finally for real, and now it's back to like just kidding, the Cowboys fucking suck. So Well that's what's scary, I think. I think this is a real what do you call it, like Rorschach test for people? Like, you're going to see what you want to see in this game, in this team. Like, if you are one of those people that you've never had faith in McCarthy, you've never had faith in Dak, you think he's bad, like, this game gave you everything you wanted. And if you're in one of those that, like, is this Cowboy team different, which we try to suck, our, suck ourselves into every year, I don't know if I fully am there yet. I hope to be there. But if you are, again, 
oh, bad weather, you know, like, you know, the Bills needed this more than us. So either way, you know, we didn't, I don't think we really learned anything from this game. This game is going to be something that, however, the end of the season, if they flame out at the end of the season, yeah, if we, if the end of the season flames out the way the last few have, yeah, we'll look back and be like, hey, that game was telling. If, if we don't, no one will give a shit about this game. And that's just kind of the bottom line. Um, the only thing it might screw you on, again, is you kind of alluded to, like, if we went out and Philly went out, it would go down to the fifth tiebreaker, which would be basically they compare the records of the teams you both beat, and Philly would win out. It's like strength of victory tiebreaker. And so since Philly beat the Chiefs and Philly beat this Bills team, uh, they'd probably be in front of us because our only team with a ton of wins that we beat was them, and they also beat us. So it seems like we're going to need them to slip up a game if we want to somehow take down the two seed. Um, the Niners have pretty much locked up the one seed at this point, which sucks. But um, if you want to get the two seed, yeah, you're, you're going to need either Kyler Murray or Tommy DeVito to, to pull one out for you. So looking at it, I'm like – I, here's here's the thing. If if you do end up as the fifth seed, right, it could be it could end up being uh, like in in there is a world where I think that ends up being a little better for you because as long as you avoid play, San Fran, you're going to play the NFC South. Now the risk you run is that you're you are an easy target to be the lowest remaining seed, and you play San Fran the next round. But if you get lucky and Detroit. Who's probably going to be the third? Or seed, Philly drops a game, drops a game to like the you know Seahawks, the, the Rams, the Rams are Seahawks hot right now. now. Seahawks right. are. If one of those guys hot. loses, then suddenly you're like, oh baby, we we get to play you know the Rams or the the Eagles again or something. That'd be great. Now you know you could argue for wild card purposes, not for long term purposes for divisional, but for wild card purposes, it's probably better to be the five seed than the two, because I'd rather play the NFC South winner than play a streaky Rams well, we match up well against the Rams, but they're still pretty hot right now. Like a streaky Rams team or the Pat like someone's gonna have to get hot in the NFC to win that final seed. And I think that would probably be a scarier ask than Going into Tampa and kicking ass again. The only thing about the oh, yes. uh, the only thing about being the, the two seed is that you do get to play at home, right? You play in the division, yeah, in Dallas, yeah. and then when whoever you played next is probably at home. home too. True, like, I know. I, I just meant for. Play, I said strictly for the wild card, right. though. Strictly for the for wild sure. card. For sure. Agreed. You, you should molly wop the NFC. It's even Zach's Falcons, who I think are dead in the water now, they just lost to the Panthers. <laughs> it was a tough. It was a tough weekend for Zach. But I'm saying I'm still for playoffs. My only fear are the 49ers. I really don't care yeah. who else we play. Like I, if we lose to any of them, fuck it. We weren't going to do anything anyways. The 49ers are the team that I do not want to play until we have no choice. If we got to play the the 49ers team, the Eagles got to play where it's like no Bosa, no Werner, Brock with half a leg, then I'm down. Yes. Throw from the playoffs last year. Yeah, and look, they're just healthy as can be right right now. So that's always the the big fear for I will really say, anyone. You know, Zach, Zach really called it and I and I, I think I called it to a lesser degree, but the uh the Eagles are in full free fall at this point. Like, you boys were right. I thought I thought they would right the ship, no matter how much they wanna 
hand wave. Like losing three in a row at any point in the NFL is worrisome. I know the Niners did it this year, but the Eagles. I mean, the only thing that's saving them is their schedule gets incredibly easy upcoming. But man, when they see, look when you see I mean, stuff really like Jalen Hurts at practice practicing falling down and the ball and they're like poking him with sticks and stuff they're like talking shit to him that's they're basically just bullying him like they're basically just bullying their starting quarterback then that press conference he gave after the loss to seattle was fucking bizarre as well like they're in a bad spot so the giants seem to be uh they have nothing to lose I, I think thought the Lions were in a good spot more. until they got smoked by a really shitty Saints team. And now I think the DeVito train has crashed. The Giants are a meme team. Like, they're not a real but, team. They're not good. I agree, like, I agree with you, but I also think the, like, the Giant, when it's an should. NFC East game, dude, when it's the NFC East, it is weird. Weird I'm, shit happens. I'm still on with my – the Eagles at best split with the Giants. Like, that is That would be incredible. Christmas Day miracle they play on Christmas. DeVito's shitty. Giants still suck. But I don't know. With DeVito, they did seem not turn to a good team. But like I say, it's like they're a joke. But like a successful one. That's what they are. Certainly, they certainly just had a lot more like, they just seemed to like be having more fun playing football than they had in the previous like year. Yeah. Because they had just like, after that opening night, they just never recovered, dude. They just truly never recovered. So... Yeah, man, this game fucking sucked ass. Um, it's it's one of those things where we're going to have to wait until we play Miami to see if this was us getting exposed or, you know, a fluke of various varieties. Uh, I really hope Zach Martin can recover. Dude, I'll tell you what, my heart almost stopped when Marquise Bell threw that guy on the bills down into Micah's knee. And Micah had to come off the field for a couple plays. I yeah. literally was like, I swear to God, Marquise Bell, if you just had to be a fucking tough guy and you took my, you destroyed Micah's ACL, I'll hate you forever. Um, yeah. Fortunately, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, this is going to be because I'll tell you what. The I mean, the Miami is like the if they if you have a weakness, they're going to exploit the shit out of it. You better believe they're going to try to work like fucking Tyreek onto Damone Clark. They're going to have Raheem Mostert going right at you from beginning to end. So hopefully we, we, I mean, if we do find a way to beat Miami, I will feel much, much better because I do think that they're a significantly better offense than the bills. Um, if we limit them, it'll make me feel way more comfortable about the defense. I'll be able to shovel a lot more blame onto the conditions and kind of sickness and all that other bullshit. Just bad timing. Like you're just facing a Buffalo team at a tough place to play that wanted it or not one needed it a lot more than you did. Well, with that, I was saying, also, I don't think we're too unlike, sorry, too likely to repeat what we just saw with against the bills. The Dak was taken out due to the weather. I fully believe that. You look at how Josh Allen played. Josh Allen's better than 93 yards in a game. No one played well. The weather destroyed all the quarters. Josh Allen, had, sorry, Zach, I was just going to say, 10 pass attempts in the first quarter. He had five yeah. in the last three. That's embarrassing for us. But. My point is, I think that like the winning strategy is kind of funny enough, the opposite of what it used to be back in the day, when if you all remember the old stat where, oh, if we uh, pass more than we run, we lose the game. Like, teams used to try to stock the box, stop Zeke, prevent that from going. If we couldn't get the run game going, we would lose. This is like three to four years ago. I feel like now it's kind of just the exact opposite. 
which, I mean, obviously in the NFL, you can't throw, you're not going to win. But, like, yeah, if you can limit Dak, then our offense is just not an offense. Dak makes it. And so I just yeah, don't really a bunch of our offense is very dependent that. on – Yeah, a bunch of our offense is dependent on maybe not speed, but certainly, like, crisp route running by guys like CD and Cooks getting open. Um Guys like Turpin being able to use their change of direction well. I would have liked to see a bigger game from Ferguson in a game like this, like a, a bad weather game, a big body that can like box out and like use his you know, physical space to like dominate a team. But ultimately, yeah, like this this offense runs through Dak at this point. He's and for most of the year, the vast majority of this year, that's been incredibly effective. I really hope we see a return to that in Miami. We should. I think Miami is you know it's balmy all damn year long. I think we should see some fireworks there. Um, they're also dinged they're up. Not, yeah, for sure. I mean, I am a little worried about they have two guys that are on offense. Like, you can't just take, you know, it's not like, a, oh, you know, one guy, we can just cover XYZ and we're good. Jalen Waddle showed the other night that, like, even with Tyreek not on the field, he can absolutely fucking break a team in half. So we need to make sure that, uh, you know, both our, both our corners are come to play because – if uh, if Tyreek does decide to take the field, Jalen Waddle uh, on our number two is kind of scary. Yeah, um, I certainly think you know the Dolphins' offense is probably the best in the land. Uh, they can run. They have a great play caller, and they have two absolute studs at receiver. Probably the biggest. Probably, in my opinion, I do think Tyreek's the best wide receiver in football. I think he just has a bigger impact than anyone else. With with respects yeah, to Mister Jefferson. Two is the weakness right now. Like, and not that he's weak. It's just that he's the he's one of he's the only guy out of there like that offensive group that isn't like top three at his position. If you look at Tua and stats, like really detailed advanced stats, almost all of their success is predicated on getting the ball out in less than three seconds. Anytime he's really got to buy time, he's not a guy that creates out of structure and out of pocket. Like, that's just not how that team works. It's very much, hey, Reek and Waddle, they're basically cheat. They, like, run in motion, and then they get a head start. Yeah. They're fast as fuck, and they get to their, their spot in half a second, one and a half seconds, catch the ball, boom. Like, that's their whole <laughs> offense. And they can run a little bit, because Mostert and A-Chan are both fast as shit, and they can yeah. run a little bit. To give you an idea of the mobility we're talking about here, uh, so, like, Matthew Stafford gets a 61 grade from PFF when it comes to running. Okay, whether that's scrambling and or using his legs to get extra yards. Justin Herbert's a 73. Kirk Cousins is a 64. Lamar Jackson is an 82. Brock Purdy is a 90. Mahomes is an 85. Dax is 78. Josh Allen's an 88. Tua is a 27. <laughs> yeah, dude, they don't they do not use his legs at all. If you make Jared, him Jared Goff is a 46. So he is twice as mobile as Tua according to PFF advanced. I mean his job is basically run the system. Like run the and you have you probably have two guys that are going to win one-on-ones against anyone and if people play soft zones against them which you sort of have to do they're just going to run through gaps. I mean they're incredible. I really hope our defense is a bounce back day and obviously the offense just needs to get on the field a little more. That was just so, that was, like you said, I think one of the most horrible moments of the game was it was like two hours into the game and we were in like the late third or early fourth quarter. And I was just like, 
holy shit, man. Like this game has gone by in a heart, like a blink because we just have never had the ball and they're just running it the whole time. Like this sucks ass, dude. Like I'm going to like, we're going to be done by like six o'clock and have gotten just thrashed. Like, Oh, it sucked. Well, nice that CD kept his uh, touchdown streak going though. Six games in a row of the TD. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw he. Yeah. I didn't really see he how that broke, going. Uh, he broke uh, Des Bryant's record. So Des had five <laughs> games in a row with the TD back in like 2013, and uh, CD had five coming into this game. He scored the three yard reverse, so he should be 31 to 10 instead of 31 to three, and uh, there you go. So, yeah. Uh, was I don't know, like, was Turpin not active this game? He did not get a touch the whole day. I think when you just don't have enough, like, I think just when the game starts the way it starts, you just have to throw out a lot of that. Like, that's, I don't know. Like, that. that's why I dismissed some of it. It wasn't, in some games like that, the game script gets so funky so quick in a weather game that I don't know. I, I don't know what to really take from that game. And the only thing that that really makes me nervous is the run D. And the only yeah. thing that would make me even more nervous is we have a little bit of a history of these type of games. But I just don't – you're not going to play that game very often. Like that's a very yeah. strange – it's a very strange how that game played out is all I mean. So Agreed. Man, how about old Dalton Kincaid? Two targets, two drops. Tough. Scared me because I had him in fantasy, which also Zach can, can attest I was pulling my hair out over. Yeah, it was not a fun game for anyone. So many mock drafts <laughs> with that guy coming to Dallas, dude. That was that was. He uh, actually had a pretty decent year, but uh, I'm happy we have Ferg. I definitely would rather yeah. fucking Kincaid than fucking Schoon, but what can you do? We might have to look back on this draft class, by the way, next year. Uh, you know, I credit a lot of Will McClay and the boys, and we've had a lot of really good ones. The year before that, uh, 2021 was – or 2022 was sweet. But this 2023 class, I'm, I'm, early returns are not very good, I'll just say. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I do – I really did have high uh, – not expectations, but I was very stoked for Demarion Overshone. I think he could have been a contributor on this team, especially with the where the linebacker core is be starting right now. I I definitely think he would have been. Um, and unfortunately, he he got injured, so we won't see him till next year. Mozzie Smith had a sack in this game, but they tell you to, you need to wait a couple of years on D line. There's usually. a reason like, Hankins plays over him and Osa plays so much. They don't. Mozzie's a yeah. rotation guy. I mean. D tackles notoriously take a long time to, to pop. But now, outside of that, I do not have good things to say. I mean, I hated the Luke Schoonover Schoonmaker pick when we made it, and he's been worse than expected. Like because they insist on playing him now. Once Hendo came back, he's seen his role depleted a little bit. But like, I think Zach could guard could guard Schoon. Yeah, and then Deuce Vaughn who. Basically became everyone's favorite fucking cowboy for like 10 minutes during the preseason. He got like four touches over the course of the year, and some of them were okay even. Like he had two, you know, 10-plus yard first down runs in one game, uh, one of his first games he got touches in. But they clearly do not see enough from him to like warrant, especially when they have a guy like Turpin. They're kind of like, well, what would we use this That's what I was going to say. The walk star eye test was that uh, Mr. Deuce was not passing it 
he was he was he was coming up short. No no pun intended to the man, but uh, Turpin has filled that role much better than Duke's could. Agreed. So and Rico's been fine, yeah, which man. you know. It's, Rico has been good. I think they're going to have to draft a running back this this uh, yeah, time around. Pollard's gone Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, but. makes me think your first round draft pick. Uh, I've been you know I've been so harking on wide receiver, but now I'm thinking like fuck, man, we might need to go D. There's no great uh, running linebacker. back. Oh, line, well, linebackers you can find pretty late too. Yeah, but you can never have enough D line. Anyway, uh, anyone else got anything to say about the Bills? Z, I know you you had to step out for a minute. Do you have any? Bill's thoughts or any last moment you want to impart upon our beautiful listeners. This game would be so much different if the Eagles didn't lose the next day. That's what I'm going to say. If the Eagles won the next game, yeah. I I think this would be a far more negative podcast than it was. That that's my last thing. Like I'm not too upset about this game, but it was it was trash. Essentially just yeah. I'm still upset. Yeah, Zach was pretty pretty annoyed during that game. Andy was in full rage mode by the first quarter. I I think the only reason I wasn't there was one, I was a little late to the game, and two, I just I never really thought again that we were going to go four zero to end the year. So I don't know it. It makes sense looking back at like the way it played, not the how bad the ass kicking was. That's the concerning part, but just again the. Like, I don't know, man. It's tough to win that many, and Buffalo needed it more. Bad weather. Eh. I'm going to hand wave it. I'm going to hand wave the it. Last time they, the last time that they lost a uh, a game this badly, they won two in a row, then they dropped one, and then they rattled off six in a row. So I think we beat Miami, beat Detroit, lose to Washington, <laughs> and then win the Super Bowl. So um, They have not lost back-to-back games. And since 2020, I believe. So in the McCarthy era, I guess 2020, Dak got hurt. They lost plenty back-to-back. But since 2021, they have not lost back-to-back games at any point. So that will be put to the test. They are currently one-point favorites against Miami. We went over offensively uh, a little bit. Obviously, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, everyone knows them. Their running game, Raheem Mostert's a touchdown machine. Two was a decent QB. Mike McDaniel, brilliant play caller. Uh, defensively, I don't know. They're they're kind of hard to put their finger on because the offense gets all the shine. They've certainly been better and since. For the record, it, it's Miami's the favorite, right? They're no, we are Cowboys. Oh, on ESPN, it has them as a one and a half point favorite. Oh, did they move it? Um, I was looking at least the look ahead line last week. Let me double check it now. Maybe you're right. Maybe they flipped it because we lost. It could be very well be. Hold on, listeners. Meantime, weather is 76 degrees. I love that. Um, I'm seeing – yeah, you're right. Miami's now one and a half. Okay. We were one and a half. Uh, the look ahead last week before we played Buffalo, we were one and a half point favorites. Does, d- so honestly, it doesn't really point. shock me uh, given how we – they just blew a team out and we just got blown out like – yeah. Uh, again, and it's it's in their home. Like if if we were playing a neutral site, this would be, you know, we would be favored. If we were playing on our home, it'd be, you know, what I'm saying. So like, it's one of those things. Um, I, we need this one though. I think mentally, you need this game. It's not a must win for the playoffs or whatever, whatever. But like, you lose this game, especially if you get 
if you get boat raced, like if, if the Dolphins have a fucking field day on you and they beat you thir- 31 to 10, that's going to have a real chilling effect on the locker room, I think, and the fan base and the media and blah, blah, blah. Suddenly people are going to be like, this team's a fraud. So I think they got to win this one. Need and I don't know, for morale's sake, probably. I still think if they drop this to Miami and then they go blow out the Lions next week, we'll all be fine. I, I would like to see it. I don't think they'll get if they get manhandled, I'll certainly be very concerned if they just if they just prove they can't win on the road at all. If it's that's, a close loss, we'll see. The main we'll see. thing is, it's like if they if they get blown, they out, need to be competitive in this road, game. Like I know that's a very low bar for me, uh, and you you guys can all go around. My bar is they need to be competitive in this game. Zach, what do you want to see? Do you need? Do they need to win for you to? They need to win. They basically, did your did your did, did your opinion change of Dallas after the loss to Buffalo? Not really. I mean, just a little bit. I was hoping that we were much better, but. I, it's really in the end, like the playoff situation for me is the same. I think we can beat anyone. Yeah. I don't want to play 49ers in the end. Like, Ceiling is the same. Floor changed. This game, though, then yes. Then, honestly, the idea that we really just can't compete at any level. My, my thing is, I think mm-hmm. I had convinced myself that we were a very different team now than we were when we got blown out by the 49ers. Yes. That, like, oh, the offense has changed and blah, blah, blah. The mentality. And it's not that they didn't do all those things, but this game showed that, like, no, they're still very capable of being that same punched in the mouth, curl up in a ball on the floor, and pray that it's over team. So, and again, a lot of reasons for that. Injuries, weather, sickness, blah, 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 blah. Need to see how they respond. Because um, if you remember, it took them a little while to get out of the funk from the Niners game. Like, they went out and played the fucking Chargers in one by three. The Chargers are bad, dude. The Chargers are a bad <laughs> football team. Yeah, just, escaped, ask, just ask the Raiders. Yeah, they escaped the Chargers, okay? So, like, they were not – they didn't, like, turn around and respond in some, like – they got a, they got one of those patented Eagles gritty championship DNA wins the next time out. So, really need to see it, I think. Um, and, again, it doesn't change your, like – it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna have a tremendous impact on your seating or anything like that. Um, but for like this podcast, very different podcast. I think between a win and a loss uh, come next week after what you saw on Sunday. Yeah, I I obviously want to win. I'll be uh, watching this with in laws. It'll be on Christmas Eve. So merry uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. To all those, this is our holiday pod. Hopefully, you're uh, uh, wherever you're listening to that you're getting to spend time with with loved ones. We're not, we're not potting on Christmas Day. Um, no, I will not have my supplies. I'll, I'll call, I can call in. You, you and Zach can do it. How about that? We'll do it on like Tuesday or Thursday <laughs> yeah. or something. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. So Christmas Eve game, it'll be fun. Uh, it's a bunch of games on Christmas last as well. Christmas a bunch Eve of Saturday. Game was awesome, dude. That Eagles game last year where. We oh, be, out there and Minshew, late, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you know, look, they do have some talented corners, Xavier Howard and and Jalen Ramsey, two big names back there. I think Javon Holland, their stud safety's still out. I could be wrong about that, but 
Either way, this we should be able to move the ball in this defense. They're a fine defense. They've had a few defensive touchdowns last few weeks. I think they have three straight weeks with a defensive TD. So we got to be a little careful with the football here, boys. But, uh, you know, and they're fighting for the one seed. I mean, this is a Miami team that definitely needs this win just as bad as Dallas does, if not more, because seeding, they're the same boat. They want to be... They've been criticized of being a bad road team. They've been criticized of not beating any quality opponents. Um, so we'll see. It'll be an interesting one. Uh, before we do predictions, I did skip Star Love Goat. I don't know how exciting this week's Star Love Goat edition will be. But let's uh, let's wrap that one up, and then we'll uh, do Miami predictions. I'll go first real quick. All right. It's Aubrey by default. Oh, back-to-back weeks for you, Cullen, Brandon, Aubrey. He, he did his job. It was tough conditions. He did ju- his job. The only one I can really say did that, I say, yeah, just by default for me. Fair enough. Mr. Gatelli, do you want me to give the walk star star, or do you have the goat of the game? Fuck, man. I am having – I'm really struggling to, like – I mean, I – Zach's <laughs> makes sense. Uh – you know what? Mozzie Smith got the only sack of the day. So, improvement over Mozzie Smith's previous outings okay. as a starter. Mozzie Smith, goat of the game. The first goat of the game of the season. The first appearance in the star love goat from Mozzie Smith. May he have many more for the, for the young man from Michigan. That'd be great. Uh, mine is similar to Zach. Uh, I won't belabor this too long uh i'm just gonna go with brian anger good five punts today three inside the 20 big 62 or 55 yard average the man was booting it the man was booting it in bad conditions so uh congrats to brian anger his first walk star star of the the season we should also at some point consider workshopping like an anti star love goat in losses yeah, losses maybe. instead. Who, who had the most? Who had the? Who? Who's your biggest? I mean, Schoon would be just fucking could, cleaning up, obviously. But so would it be? <laughs> Losses the game the most, or who's the most embarrassing? On the I think yeah, it's I mean, your your interpretation, whichever, right? Whichever, whichever way you want to go. I mean, it's tough to not give this one for me to Sam Williams because that one just like that was like he really had to go out of his way. Like if he had just like stood there and got kicked in the head, he would have got a blocked punt, and instead he gave him a touchdown. So, yeah, I think I go Sam Williams, but it's definitely open for interpretation. There's a lot of competitive guys this week. This one would be hard. This might even be like a a Micah game for me, just because you know he kind of no showed for. No, no, no real appearance on the stat sheet. I'm sure he was doing a ton to get pressure, but you know, we need you, big dog. Again, I I am the first person in line to be like, this dude gets held on every single play. I just need more, dude. I do need more out of Micah Parsons. Like his legend at this point is bigger than his production. Like, it's crazy because this season he's graded better. I felt like last season he was so much more impactful. I don't know about so much more, but I felt I felt that I saw him a lot more last year than he this had year. That three, he had those three games in a row, the Eagles game, the Carolina game. He and was the banged up, game, the Texans like, game. Yeah, yeah. Two sacks, two and a half sacks, two sacks. Like, 
He was crushing it. Oh, last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or this year. Yes, yeah, sorry. Last year I was year. talking where he disappeared the last month. The year. Little, yeah. Um, but man, like for a guy that, you know, gets talked about like being, you know, compared to LT, like I have not seen Micah take over a game. You know what I mean? Like I, Micah has a big impact on games for sure. But I, I don't know yet in Micah's career if I've seen it where it's like Micah Parsons won you that game. I kind of thought during other player. I kind of thought last year when Dak went down and that defense was so prolific, I would say he was the reason they were winning games, That's the fair. main reason. But since then, in a, this season, I can't remember a time where he was truly the most impactful player on the field. And he was one of those games that like JJ Watt had for the Texans where it'd be like, he had three sacks and a force fumble fumble. and a pick six. Like just Micah just is, he's amazing. And again, a big piece of it, I swear to God, is that like the guy just like people like build their whole defense around stopping him. And half the time he should be, if he just got, if he would just draw 50% of the flags that he should get called, he would be the most effective defensive player in history. Dude, just, they will not throw a flag for him. Like, I have, ne- I, I don't know if anyone has gotten called for holding Michael Parsons all year, which seems ridiculous in your head, right? You're like, this is supposedly one of the best pass rushers in the league. Everyone I, acknowledges it, and no one's holding him. No one has held Michael Parsons. That's pretty crazy. Like, I agree on that point, and to give him a little credit, now that I'm kind of going through my memory bank, I he was pretty kick-ass against Philly last week. I mean, he ran over Lane Johnson twice, and Lane Johnson's a freak, so... I will give him his due last week. Defense, probably the best defensive game of the season last year, which is why this game. And look, Josh Allen threw the ball like 15 times. He didn't have a lot of chance to get sacks in this one, so that could be part of it too. But anywho, uh, I think that wraps Buffalo. Another shitty Buffalo game. Last time we played him was, I think, the Thanksgiving Day game where Cole Beasley went nuts on us. So uh, maybe we just don't want to see Buffalo again. I hate this team. It's like Philly and the Seahawks, dude. They haven't beat the Seahawks in like 15 years. Dude, I saw that stat. Yeah, they they haven't beat in the Pete Carroll era. And Pete Carroll's been there for a while. They're like 0-6 now against Pete Carroll, which is funny as shit. (laughs) Yeah, ridiculous. So So let's do Miami predictions. Who wants to take first stab at it? Dallas versus Miami. In Miami, Christmas Eve, 325 kickoff. I still really believe in this team. Uh, at least in the regular season, and I do think, I do think that they will bounce back from this. I don't think they're going to kick Miami's ass because I think Miami is a pretty damn good team, especially at home. Um, but I do think they'll get it done. I think you'll see enough from the defense. And I think the offense will be back to its ways. I'm going to say they win this one, uh, thirty to seventeen. Okay, I'd be very happy with that. Uh, no, I think we're going to struggle. I think it's one that we're going to win out because we are the better team. But I don't think it's going to be very pretty. Honestly, I would say kind of like the Chargers game is a close example. It's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm going to go with – let's do a simple 27-24. Oh, score's tough. I, I'm going to pick us just – because we really haven't laid two eggs in a row. So I do think, if nothing else, Dak seems to bounce back after his worst games. Um, I'm going to go 
I'm going to go 24-27 Dallas as well. So, we all took homer picks, of course. Um, we'll see if any of us are right. In fact, the last time... Second worst game of the year, for sure. Yeah, he was... The offense as a whole was bad. I mean, his stats look better only because we got a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. I mean, entering the fourth quarter, we had like 100 total yards of offense. It was abysmal. We averaged three yards a play. It was just horrific. That shit sucked, dude. All right. All right, so. rest of the schedule. So, last week, Mr. Gatelli, wait, ooh, one, two, three, four, five, six, went 10 and 6. Mr. Walker went 10 and 6. And Z Love went 7 and 9. A rough week for Z Love. And Z Love is now currently on pace to rock the dude perfect wear. So. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for the picture awesome. of Zach in a full Dude Perfect hoodie. It's going to be sick. You know, I, don't, I don't remember uh, being here when this was agreed to. So This is the first time hearing of this. What, what are we playing for? I don't remember that. Anyways, let's, let's move on. <laughs> um, well, we got a chance to get out of the gutter this week, buddy. I'll give you first stab at it. All right? All right. So, week 16... There is a Thursday night game. Rams, Saints. Rams, Saints, Saints still suck. Let me lines change it. Saints suck. Rams. Goat. Well, it'll take Rams as well for me. Yeah, I'm going the Rams. I think they're on a streak, and I pretty much always fade the Saints. So, uh, Bengals Steelers play on Saturday, December twenty third. We have two Saturday games. Um. Divisional game, two really shitty teams. Pittsburgh, I talked myself into betting them last week. I thought the it's Colts Jake were Browning era, dude. Well, hold on. It's Jake Browning era. I'm sorry. This week, I don't know. Are they going to lose four straight games? Like, they just – Pittsburgh never does that. I'm taking Jake Pittsburgh. Jake Browning era, dude. I'm taking I'm, Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Bengals, dude. And I hate Jake it. Jake Browning era is in full effect, dude. Goats on Bengals. Watch the Chargers beat the Bills just so that fuckhead <laughs> can text me and be like, wow, We haven't dude. got there, sir. We haven't got there, but that'll be great. Zelo? Uh, two things. Well, I'm going with Bengals. And two, as soon as I said something the previous pick, I was like, wait a minute. No, the Saints lost to the Bills. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, the Lions. For some reason, I was thinking they won. But no, they I, beat. I mean, still Rams. Whoa. Rams, Bengals still. Yeah, yeah. All right. Saturday night game. Andy's favorite team, Easton Stick. And the Los Angeles Chargers host the Bills from Buffalo. I think we're all on Bills, but if uh, someone wants to take Chargers, just let me know. Now. No. <laughs> Dude, it's the firing coach bounce back, Andy. Like, that's the thing. That's true. They did fire Staley. And Bills just... Yeah, but they're still playing stick. The riding high. And the Bills are, are like those Jason Garrett 8-8 eight and eight teams, Andy. You know, they, they can't look good for too many games in a row. They had a big game. They got to lose. This is true. I'll never believe in the Chargers, ever. <laughs> They're bad. Despite all that, yeah, I'm on Buffalo. Yeah, I don't believe in them either. I'm definitely Bills. All right. Uh, this game, just a – they should God, this punt. Is they should put the loser of this game can't play on TV next season. Like, that should be the punishment. If you lose this game, you're not allowed to be on TV next season. Uh, Jets host the Commies. Christmas Eve, noon o'clock. 
I I think I don't know I'm how going Commanders. The Jets are real bad. <laughs> I'm thinking Commanders as well. Uh, Jets suck, and Austin Commanders didn't play that bad against the Rams. I guess. Um, boy, these teams are both bad. I both their coaches should be fired instantaneously. This game. Um, I think I'm going Jets, guys. I don't feel good about it, but I think they have the best unit, which is their defense. I don't think any other unit in this game is good at football, so I'll take Jets. Um, Lions-Vikings, sneaky good game, but um, Lions should have beat the Bengals, and they choked it away last week. Or Sorry, Vikings should have beat the Bengals and choked it away. Um, Lions had a big bounce back. Lions. I am too. They're a dome team. They're playing in a dome. I'm going Lions. I think we're agreeing on every single team. Yeah, I'm going Lions as well. I think we agreed on everything so far. No, I took Steelers like an idiot. And I took Jets. So I'm riding solo. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, Zach. Um, Texans hosting the Browns. Brown, the Bears really let me down last week. We all took Bears. I put money on the Bears. Uh, not only did they give up a late Mark bullshit Cooper, touchdown, baby. not only they did they give up a late things. touchdown, uh, they dropped a fucking Hail Mary to lose that game. And Fields got picked on it, which almost cost me fantasy. But I did win, Big in case coop, people baby. care. Amari Cooper still doing coop things. That said, Flaccid, I think he's going to be back this week. Um, oh, they have nobody, he has nobody to throw to. He has, like, Schultz and... Noah B. Yeah, I think I'm going Browns. I know Zach's taking Texans. He always fades the Browns. Yeah, that's running staying true this week. All right. I'm also on Texans with these, buddy. Um, Still at noon o'clock on Christmas Eve. Panthers-Packers, another shit game. I'll never pick the Panthers, even though they beat Zach's yeah. beloved Falcons. Pack. pack attack. Yeah, Packers without a doubt. Yeah. Then we get um, an interesting game. No, not really. Never mind. I try to hype it up. But Seahawks, say, I, Titans. I got Seahawks, dude. I got Seahawks. I do too. Titans let us down last week. They couldn't even beat like a bad. Who do they play? I don't even remember. Oh, they played. They lost to the Texans without Stroud and without any weapons. Uh, embarrassing. Yeah. They can't run right now. I think so. He was very close this week. So. But shout out to Drew Locke for doing us a solid last week. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. Drew Locke, dude. dude and rapping young fucking Jeezy. Shit talking Jalen Hurts. God, I fuck with Drew Locke, dude. I'm, I'm going to go with Titans, honestly. It's just kind of a gut Ooh. feeling. See, I'm not that great of a team. I, I don't know. I just feel like this is something the Titans are going to win. I don't really have any justification for it. And if the Seahawks win, I'm going to look like an idiot. But my guess is telling me Titans. Okay. Upset. Game. Okay. Colts Falcons, Zach, are you still a Falcons belief? No. No, not at all. Uh, you taking Colts then? I'm gonna root for the Colts because now I really want Arthur Smith fired. Like we have no quarterback and our coach just sucks. He really, really sucks. Falcons need to fire that coach and get a quarterback and then they'll be so fun. Yes. They have like, a lot of fun players. It looked like this was like the groundworks. Like next season, we're gonna be pretty Dude, good. Dude, the Falcons Shador Sanders. Give the Falcons Shador Sanders and let the Dion show come to Atlanta, dude. Oh my god, dude. 
That'd that be would sick. be peak, dude. That'd be so fun. Or Jaden Daniels. If they got Jaden Daniels, that would be fucking amazing. Honestly, I am going to go with Falcons. I think they're going to win this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I kind of want, like, I do want Smith fired, but at the same point. At the Falcons are Why? Was it was it the fact that Drake London only had two catches? The fact that Bijan Robinson only had twelve yards, or the fact that Pitts had like twenty yards? Lost to the fucking Panthers, and also that <laughs> nine to seven. This guy Ritter is supposed to be a you know he wasn't a Zach Wilson. Oh shit, we have no choice. You got to throw him in. He was like, let's see what this guy can do, and they're benching him for the second time this year. Like to me, that just shows the dude just does not know what the fuck he's doing. You can't bench this guy like you're a starter. Then no, you're not at all. And then just kind of bring him back out when he was never like. It's just... <laughs> no, you can't trust anything he fucking does. Like I honestly got think Ritter's gonna start again before the end of the game season because Heineke sucks. Yeah, it is Heineke back there. Uh, I'm taking Colts. Andy, are you on Colts or Falcons? I'm on Colts. Yeah, Shane Steichen, man. Shout him out. The Eagles fans miss him like fucking crazy. He's out here balling with Minshew. All right, uh, move to the 3 o'clock window. Still not a very good game, but the battle for Florida. We got, uh, well, we got Jacksonville playing the Bucks, the current four-seed Bucks. Jacksonville in a bit of a slide lately. Um, they look like shit on Sunday night. I know the Ravens are good, but I guess give me Jags, but I don't know, man. They're... This might be another Baker game. Yeah, I think I'm going. Uh, I think I'm going the Bucks, dude. The Jags look like shit. Yeah, I know. See, love. I'm gonna go with Jags. I still kind of like T Dog, but I'm point out, I was just surprised. I was just looked this up. The Bucks are favored, which is I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. I still kind of in my head still think of the Bucks as the opening season Bucks of just garbage. They're still not very good. Not. I mean, they're they're gonna win the division, but or probably. At this point, they have like a two-game lead. Hopefully, that means we get to play them. Yeah, I might take Jags straight up. If they can't beat the Bucks, then I'm definitely fading them in the playoffs. Um. Okay, moving on to we already did Cowboys game. We also play Christmas Eve at three twenty-five. Cardinals Bears, pretty stinky game. Um, give me the Bears. They should have won last week. Maybe they're gonna just melt down. But I still like watching Field. So. Uh, yeah, and I, defense. Yeah, the defense is balling all of a sudden. I'm going with the Cardinals. So I got Bears. They're fine. Okay. Good. They can beat the Bears. I have faith in them. They actually did play decent in the first half against the Niners. They just couldn't ever stop them. They actually, I even told Zach, it was frustrating watching that game and how inept our offense was and watching the Cardinals move the ball pretty well all game against the Niners. Just pissed me off. But anyway. Um. So Zach's on Cardinals, me and Andy on Bears, Broncos, Patriots. Another crappy game. I guess I'll take Broncos. Patriots are bad. Yeah, you got to go Bronx. The Pats are total ass. The Broncos until last week actually were like kind of on an uptick. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, do you said Broncos? Yeah, Broncos. Patriots. All right, that moves us to Christmas Day, Monday night. They're giving us or Monday day. They're giving us three games. I wish they were good. Uh, there's actually one really good one, but the first one, pretty crappy. Raiders, Chiefs. Um, I'll take Chiefs. Objective question. Yeah. Does Is Mahomes lame now? I saw you post that. I don't 
I, I guess because he's what the you just don't like that he's the brand ambassador for Prime now. Yeah, dude, him hanging out with Logan Paul, that's pretty fucking horrible. On top, like the week after he does the crybaby routine, and now the crybaby thing was tough. Paul. I definitely agree with the crybaby routine. Uh, otherwise, I still I'm objectively okay with Mahomes still, but uh, this has probably been that's his least. A, it's, it's this is a bad slide, dude. That's two very bad decisions in a row. He's been about as unlikable as he ever has, and I still think he's likable. But I think some of it's also he's just not putting up fun numbers anymore. Like the Chiefs' offense isn't fun to watch anymore, which oh, considerably man, I think they find makes the bottom sense. soon, dude. Which he needs better people around him. Someone needs to be like, hey, dude. So the guy that videotaped someone who had recently committed suicide and posted it on his YouTube channel, maybe <laughs> don't be best friends with that dude. That's maybe not good for the. I brand. thought he was also a part of the brand. I don't know. Is it were they just like chilling? I just thought they were both repping the same brand. It's Logan Paul owns the brand. Oh, I didn't brand. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Owns yeah. Prime. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty whack. Okay. I was out of the loop. I was out of the loop. You know me, I'm on the TikTok, dude. I'm yeah. on God facts fam. All right. Um, go to on the TikTok if you want to follow us on there. He's constantly. Speaking of, dude, I saw this. I saw some kid the other day be like, "Oh man, that's memes, dude." And I was like, oh, "What does that God, mean? I hate that. I hate that." What it's does like that mean? I guess it just means that's funny. You're just like, "Oh, dude, that's oh fuck, I don't like that, dude." <laughs> oh, that's horrible, dude. I don't oh, like that. On. I hate it. I hate it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Dude, he said it. I, and part of it was that it was so casual and unironic. Like if it was like kind of ironic and like making fun of it, I would have thought it was kind of uh, kind of chuckle worthy. But the fact that he was like, "Oh man, that is memes, brother." You know how our generation used like tight to say things were cool. Like that's tight. Yeah, like, but like, dude, that that no, 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 ever. You know no, I mean? no, no, like, no. I know, like, but. But the one that they use now that I don't like, they use Slay a lot. And we kind of, like, oh, yeah. Slay was around when we were younger, but we, it was very, it wasn't used very much, and now it's... I'll tell you what. It like, is, oh, Sushi Slays. Like, I don't like it. Pipeline. I don't like it. Everything cool is invented by young black and young gay people. And then it's absorbed by osmosis. <laughs> and eventually there's, like, a 45-year-old white lady at Target being like, oh, my God, these flip-flops slay on God bussin'. For real. Eventually, like, Hillary, eventually Hillary Clinton. <laughs> eventually Hillary Clinton's on stage doing the dap. You know, just yeah. she's like. Eventually Hillary Clinton like looks at her phone and goes, <laughs> "I'm just chilling in Grand Rapids. Pokemon go to the polls." <laughs> You're like, "Oh my fucking god, dude! Kill me! Kill me!" Oh, those suck, dude. Oh man. Oh. So yeah, I mean the Chiefs should beat the Raiders, but the Chiefs, I don't they, know what the bottom is for the Chiefs. They are in a full backslide. The Chiefs slay, they, bro. They slay, <laughs> dude. They are so memes, dude. They are just <laughs> fucking top to bottom memes, bro. Um, but yeah, I they should win. But the Raiders have been pretty competitive since they fired Mc, McDummy. The, Except the for their three zero so. loss to. That was so Minnesota. funny. But then they did blast the fucking Chargers <laughs> out the frame. They had, so like, funny. dudes I've never heard of getting touchdowns. It was sick. Oh, yeah, but don't worry, dude, because uh, I, our, my Chargers friend explained it to me. That game actually should give Herbert the MVP. And we were like, why? And he was like, because if he had been in the game, we would have won. They still put up 21. I mean, that's all Herbert would have done. 
I don't think Herbert would have done that. Herbert, <laughs> Herbert's last game was a 6-0 to zero win over the Patriots where he scored zero touchdowns. Stick has way better numbers in the last two months than fucking Herbert does. Hey, did they name the interim coach? Is it Kellen? No. I don't know what I don't know who's coaching that team. Double check, but I can't remember them announcing. I don't think it was Kellen. Uh Giff Smith. Who the fuck is that? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, back to this Chiefs Raiders game. I'm taking Chiefs as well. Zach, I assume you're on Chiefs at home yeah. on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Giff Smith. Yeah, someone get back to me. Someone listens to this pod knows who that is. Just Hit me in the DMs. All right. Uh, Eagles-Giants, fellas. Is this he was the magical game? He was the outside linebackers coach. Yeah. Just mm. the outside linebackers. They're going deep, That's huh? like Secretary of Transportation, like becoming president. Dude, this motherfucker got hella demoted, dude. He goes, so from... 2016 to 2021, he was the D-line coach. And then starting in 2020, and then in 2022-2023, he was the just the outside linebackers only. So they were like, you can't even handle the D-line. <laughs> you, can't do, you can't do all the linebackers, but these two. So this is more like this is more like a guy with Secretary of Transportation, and then they were like, bro, what if we make you comptroller of like the Department of Agriculture instead? And then they did that, and then a fucking cruise missile hit the fucking state of the union and this guy was the designated survivor he was like in a different building and so he like rockets to the top of the fucking order because everyone died by the way have y'all seen the trailer for that uh alex garland hbo a24 civil war show that they're making that shit looks so fucking you said it to me that's sick and also uh decided about true detective season four making a reboot i'm gonna fuck with it nice it's coming out. I'm in very January. excited for the uh, that Alex Garland show because he only makes bangers and HBO plus A24 plus Alex Garland. I mean, fine. okay, okay, fine. okay. Oh, all right. What do we got left here? We, so uh, Giants Eagles. What we're talking about? Devito. Can uh, can I just... gotta say, dude? I think Devito's finally let it go to his head, dude. I saw the other day that this local New Jersey pizza place was going to have him do an appearance, then he doubled his fee and they had to cancel, dude. <laughs> I saw he fired his douchebag agent. Mm, that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> reportedly he's he's got a new agent representation than the guy who was appearing on podcast dressed as like a nineteen fifties a, a bootlegger gangster from the twenties. All right, when he received the news that he was fired, what was the agent's first words? Was it A? Oh, Maron. Was it B? Mamma mia. There's only two options. <laughs> Um, he made a free appearance at the pizzeria. He showed up after they canceled. Wow. They canceled. I guess maybe. He oh, did, but then he showed up anyways for free. Just I guess they didn't. Know he he, he knew he knew that would get bad press. Yeah, yeah. Good move, savvy move by by Devito, a man of the people. Uh, I saw Peyton Manning allegedly was ripping Devito. So we have to ask: Does does Peyton Manning hate Italians? <laughs> Is Peyton Manning? One, is he prejudiced against Italians? Can you imagine that? A Jew broad in this day and age. Prejudiced against Italians. Uh, and two, is Peyton Manning maybe a little bit jealous that Tommy DeVito has more arm arrogance than Peyton Manning? Mm. 
fair questions. I'm going Giants, dude. I'm, I'm going to say right now, I'm going Giants. I think the Eagles are in full skid mode. Their QB forgot the definition of accountability and in front of news cameras. I think they're in a full backslide. I think they lose this game tight. That's what I'm going with. Um, I want to quickly say I can't find it anymore about Tommy DeVito's agent. So if he's still out there, maybe maybe he's still got the gig. I apologize. I hope he gets fired, though. Yeah. I think the Eagles are going to win this one. <laughs> Tommy DeVito makes unpaid appearance at Pizzeria after Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like... Every other NFL QB is like so much more folks on other shit. He's dealing with this. <laughs> so great. Uh, yeah, so I'm actually going with the Eagles. I think the Giants are going to win the second appearance. I just can't imagine Philly losing, but for for giggles, I'm taking the Giants. All right, uh, last game. Actually, a banger. Some people think the two best teams in the NFL, Ravens-Niners. Monday night, Christmas night, after you've unwrapped all your presents. For this game. If we, had won, if we had won on Sunday and the Eagles lost last night, this game would mean the world to me. Because if the Ravens could pull this out, the one seed would be ours. But now I don't give a shit. There's really no way the, Gi- there's no way the Niners drop two games. So... I think they're probably going to stop this team out. They don't seem to make many hiccups, do they? No. Plus, the Ravens are good, but, like, they have not looked Niner good. Mm. I think they're, like, six-point dogs, which is insane. Fuck, dude. That's such a big for two – for allegedly the two best teams in the NFL. That just shows what people think of the Niners – Man, the Browns must feel so weird. They beat the they beat the Ravens. They beat the Niners. Like they're gonna at the end of this year, the Browns are definitely gonna be in the offseason being like, dude, we're close. I think I'll take Niners too. I just won't bet against them. The Ravens did move up to number two in the ESPN power rankings. They took our spot. We're now number three, and they're number two. So mm. Miami's number four. So. Battle of th- one and two, battle of three and four this week. I fuck. This is a tough one. My heart just really wants to go with Raven. Do but it. I also really don't want to do it. Wear dude perfect gear. So I'm. <laughs> oh, he's starting. See, he's starting to think about the bet. That's why it's a good bet. Uh, you know what? I I gotta count on drastically beating you guys. So I'm, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. And just got it. Yes. You know? I can use that one. I need someone to show that the 49ers are mortal. All right. Um, I would love to see it. Uh, I think uh, I think the Niners are just so good this year. But, uh, you know, I have been saying, at least with the Cowboys, it's hard to play that level of football for a long time. The Niners did lose three in a row back in – what October? So I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're due for a little slip up here. But it'll probably be in NFC Championship against the Cowboys in excruciating fashion. So, 
All right, boys. boys. That's it. So I will. I will get. I will. I know I've said this. I have them all lined up. I will add up where everybody is. I'm pretty sure Zach's in last, looking at like the week to week totals. But I'll get the full count next week so that we know what's on the line for the last two weeks. I uh, nice. The first time on the podcast, I wasn't here. For fairness. Yeah, I know. You went, so you went 0 and 15 that week. <laughs> tough, For fairness, dude. that's, that's a tough. Week today, count. <laughs> uh, we, I, it did not count. It does not count. Okay. It does not count. Lucky for you. You're lucky. Unless we need it. Both went 15 and 0, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, boys. Any last thoughts before we get out of here? No, just uh, again reiterating, you know, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, just whatever, whatever you celebrate out there. Just uh, thank you for for listening to us. Isn't it funny how when you're like a little kid, they're like, especially like in Texas public school, they're like, all right, so there's Christmas, and then there's you know Jewish Christmas, Hanukkah, like, <laughs> just like there's there's different versions of Christmas for different groups of people, and then you like meet some Jewish people, and you learn like. Hanukkah is not in any way really Christmas and like not that big of a deal either. Like not not a, a high holiday at all. You're like, oh damn it! Like I thought this was a huge deal. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, happy Hanukkah. And I've never met any human being that celebrates Kwanzaa, even like Pan African friends that I have. But if you do celebrate it, certainly that's sick. If you do, you if you do. Yeah. If you do, let us know what you do. You know, show us your yeah, show dude. us your celebrations. No one else send me show shit. Show us your Kwanzaa tree, dude. I don't want to see any of your Christmas shit on my timeline for our podcast. But if you if you're celebrating Kwanzaa, send send me your shit. This send is the most excited got. I've been for Christmas in like ten years, dude. I got AJ a Power Wheels Lamborghini. I'm gonna fucking drive him around the street, and it comes with a little remote control. It's gonna be so fucking fire, dude. Yeah, this is like the first year he can kind of kind of play with the gifts he gets, you know. Yeah, he still won't really comprehend what's going on, but it will be exciting to him. So, like, I'm stoked on it. So, all right, folks. Well, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like what you heard, if you want to hear more, you know, episodes of either The Boys Will Be Boys or Do We Suck, please feel free to <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. Uh, you know, tell us what you think. Hit up Ben at BWBB Pod on, over on X.com. Um, you might only have a few months before that whole shit goes under, thanks to the amazing financial wizardry of Elon Musk. So get those takes off while you can. Uh, as always, we will be back next week. Like we said, next Monday is Christmas Day, so we will be with our families and friends. But uh, that week, we will get back to review the showdown in Miami, hopefully a bounce-back win. As always, folks, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Exactly, love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Take it easy. And peace.